Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Philip Bliss was used of God to write songs that have been sung by believers for over 150 years. For many of his gospel hymns, he wrote both the words and the music. For others, he provided either the words or the music. Without question, he is one of the most impactful musicians in the history of the church. His songs are among the most recognized in the hymn book. Songs like, Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. And, Hallelujah, what a Savior. And, I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me and many, many other well-known gospel hymns. And he made these tremendous contributions to Christian music, in spite of the fact that his life was tragically cut short at 38 years of age. Philip Paul Bliss was born in a log cabin in Clearfield County, Pennsylvania in 1838. His father taught him to pray, his mother taught him the Bible, and both his parents taught him to sing to the Lord. When he was 10 years old, his parents sent him into town to bring in some income for the family by selling vegetables from their garden. As Philip went door to door, he came to a house where he heard the most beautiful music being played. He put down his basket and climbed over the fence. Following the sound of the music, he came to an open door where he saw a woman playing a piano. He had never seen a piano before. He was mesmerized. He stepped inside to listen. But the woman at the piano couldn't see him. And when she finished her song, Philip instinctively cried out, Oh, lady, please play some more. The woman was startled. And as she turned and saw the boy standing there, she yelled, Get out of my house with your big bare feet. Philip ran away, but he took with him a greatly enhanced passion for music. A year later, when he was 11, Philip left home to go to work in a sawmill. And he would continue to make a living in the lumber industry for the next five years. When he was 12, Philip was saved and baptized and joined a Baptist church. He wasn't sure what he was going to do with his life, but he continued to work hard and at the same time get as much education as he could. At 17, he completed his training to be a teacher and became the schoolmaster in Hartsville, New York. When he was 19, a man who ran a vocal school in Tawanda, Pennsylvania, had occasion to hear Philip sing and recognized that he had a very good voice. Not only did he give Philip his first professional voice training, but he also arranged for him to attend a music convention in Rome, Pennsylvania, where one of the speakers was William Bradbury, one of the leading Christian composers of his day. Mr. Bradbury spent time with young Philip Bliss and persuaded him to use his talents for the Lord. Philip became a teacher in Rome, Pennsylvania when he was 20. And there he met and married a godly young lady named Lucy Young. He spent the next few years working on his father-in-law's farm, studying music, giving music lessons, and composing songs. In 1864, when Philip Bliss was 26 years old, he and his wife moved to Chicago, where he got involved in many different musical efforts, teaching, composing, and holding concerts. 
One day in 1869, he was passing by a revival meeting and he decided to go in. The preacher was Dwight Moody. Philip noticed that the music in the service was not what it should be. And on the way out, he spoke with D.L. Moody at the door. When Moody realized that this Christian man was an accomplished musician, he asked him to attend his meetings whenever he could and help with the music. Philip continued writing and publishing music and serving the Lord in every way he could. In March of 1874, he helped his friend Daniel Whittle in a revival meeting in Waukegan, Illinois. God worked powerfully in that meeting, and as a result, Daniel Whittle entered full-time evangelism, and Philip Bliss and his wife entered full-time music evangelism, working as a team with Whittle. In 1876, Philip Bliss was given some lyrics written by Horatio Spafford, a dear friend of Dwight Moody. Philip composed a tune for those lyrics, and at a convention of over 1,000 preachers hosted by D.L. Moody, at Farwell Hall in November of 1876, Philip Bliss sang that song, It Is Well With My Soul, for the very first time in public. One month later, December 29, 1876, Philip and Lucy Bliss were traveling in a terrible snowstorm to a revival meeting in Chicago after spending Christmas with their family in Pennsylvania. The train was crossing a bridge near Ashtabula, Ohio, when the bridge collapsed. The train fell 75 feet into the icy river, and 92 passengers died, including Philip and Lucy Bliss. Their two sons, four-year-old George and one-year-old Philip, had stayed with their grandmother. The Bliss's trunk made it safely to Chicago. Inside were discovered many unpublished poems and hymns. One poem was titled, I Will Sing of My Redeemer. Someone composed a tune, and My Redeemer became one of the first songs ever recorded by Thomas Edison and a fixture in gospel hymn books. Christian, give your talents to the Lord. He will use them to accomplish great things. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.